Hello and welcome back to the Golden Hurricast, a weekly podcast covering Golden Hurricane Athletics at the University of Tulsa. I'm Ryan Token. I'm Matt And I'm Pat Fox. <laughs> and we're coming off a nice win over UConn at home where we scored the most points we've had all year in 89 and then a really close loss at UCF on Saturday. So there's plenty to take away from those games, so let's jump in. Stay golden. Hurricane. All right, so we are coming off two games, like I said, home against UConn. We beat them 89-83, to and that brought us to 12-6 and on the season. And then we went to UCF in Orlando and lost that game by two points, game that was very much a winnable game, um, but lost to them. So our, our record on the year now stands at 12-7. and uh, So what were your kind of first takeaways? Let's start, I guess, with the UConn game, but what did you think about that game? Uh, I mean, the first takeaway, obviously, is Dry Horn just balled out, and that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but just like the uh, kind of overall, I thought it was good to see us playing faster, and I thought a lot of that was due to the bench guards, um, draw, uh, specifically Elijah Joyner and Darian Jackson. They kind of pushed the pace defensively and offensively. Like they're in people's faces all over the place, and just getting that. Jeffries, too. Um, and it's kind of big. Jeffries, instead of like grabbing a rebound, when he got a rebound, he didn't hold it and look for Taplin and pass it. He'd dribble. Yeah. And that pushes the pace right away. Even if we don't get in transition, it gets us over half court quicker. Um, stuff like that. But yeah, I thought the pace was better. Obviously, high scoring game, 89 points. Um, and I think with being such a small team, it seems kind of obvious, but that's really kind of a way to make up for us being small is to play to our advantage, yeah. which is speed. Yeah, it was weird. It was a totally different style um, playing that game. Like, totally different than every other game we've played this season, pretty much. Moving the ball really quick, running down the court when we get rebounds. And then, I mean, we can get into the UCF part later, but the, back at UCF, it was back to the slow style, it seemed like. Not in the um, first half. Yeah, that's true. It was, I think, I think, in fairness to Haith, I don't think he did a great job with the second half, but UCF did adjust to cut off our transition points in the second half. Yeah. Um, like once again, Joyner and uh, Jackson did a really good job in the first half. Even Chris Barnes, a little. Yeah, we hate on him a lot. Big credit, he had some good defensive plays. <laughs> he and did. did some good things. Got to the hole a couple of times. Didn't make it, but I mean, got to the hole, which is good instead of turning over. Um, but our guys did a good job in that in the first half. But really, yeah, second half they made adjustments and we couldn't get on transition and kind of forced us in our half court offense. It's just, I feel like our half court offense doesn't really fit our personnel. Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I could see that. It's weird. Um, I don't know why it started with UConn, uh, but all of a sudden, Darian Jackson's getting all kinds of playing time, too. So he's been in, he played 16 minutes against UConn and then up to 22 minutes. I think it was uh, more than More than two of our starters against UCF. I mean, yeah, he's been playing better than Carita lately, just the last two games. But like, I think it was an adjustment from SMU when everybody just played like complete crap. <laughs> so yeah. they're like, I think I think Haith wanted energy, and I think I don't know if anybody has more energy than him. Yeah, that makes sense. If that's what if that's what he's looking for, then he and Joiner, yeah, they're probably the guys to go to. Um, at least that's what you'd think. It kind of was Karita though at the beginning of the season. He was kind of the energy hustle guy, and 
That's he, still yeah, probably there a little bit. I think, I think, I don't know if he has much hustle as creative, but Jackson has a lot of hustle too, and he has a little more like natural ability, mainly quickness. He's a lot oh quicker gosh. than creative. So that kind of, for sure. when you add this kind of a, a, a natural hustle and natural quickness, that just, he can do so much more. Like, creative can do a little stuff, but he can create steals. Uh, multiple times you'd see Fall get the ball, and if he, I didn't mean to rhyme there, but if, ball, <laughs> if Fall got the ball and took it anywhere low, Jackson would come out of nowhere and just snatch out of his hands. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think both games, maybe both games. No, not against UConn, but he had two steals against UCF. I thought he had a couple against UConn too, but he didn't. Yeah. Um, but he did play good defense against them. Yeah, he's been good. He's fun to watch out there. He's got a he's got a pretty quick bounce to him, and he gets up and down the court really well and closes out better than I think probably anybody except maybe maybe Jeffries. But his closeouts are just faster, you know. So it's it's cool to see. And he like I, what I really like about him and what kind of separates him from Chris Barnes in my mind. Is he plays within himself? Yeah, Chris Barnes kind of you know yes. he'll, he'll he'll do that pull up inside one step inside the three point line shoot jump shot. I know you won't see Jackson doing that. If Jackson sees a lane, he'll drive, and he did that a couple of times. And he like, but he know he knows who he is as a player right now. Hopefully, he can get better and develop. Um, yeah, and kind of you know get a tighter handle, maybe a jump shot. But right now, he's fast. He is a pretty good driver, and he can he's pretty athletic, and he just does that and that's awesome that's what we need from role players yeah agreed <laughs> like you were saying with, with Barnes uh he'll hit that he'll hit that long too <laughs> like very often which is weird uh but then he hits that thing and man it's like his head catches on fire he thinks he's the man all of a sudden and he'll throw up a couple more of those in a row oh uh, could it I be can... that much harder though to take yeah, a step back I know like I don't mean yeah. to hate like there's a the mid-range isn't horrible, but that's like the worst shot yeah. in basketball. I think it is. I think I think it is actually the worst shot. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's the same percentage as the three-pointer, yeah. but one, I mean worth less. So. <laughs> I yeah, so I don't uh, I don't I don't know why that's a shot. He freaking he, it's he Westbrook, knocks him down. Westbrook though. does it too, and it's his uh, favorite player. That's right. I keep forgetting. Yeah, he says Westbrook's his guy. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Uh, but I mean, if he makes them, I guess I guess take them. But just don't keep doing like six in a row. Yeah, it has been good to see him. He's playing a little bit, a little bit better, I think, nowadays than early in the season. At least it seems like his turnovers have gone down. Yeah, in these last two games, he didn't kind of have those dumb turnovers. Uh, I thought he did have a good game against UCF. Not great, but like he did a couple good things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does have like the length and athleticism. If he can like start, I think he can finish the drive. So if he can get to the hole, he can finish against size. Yeah, we'll see. He's yeah. got like two years left at TU, so I mean, he could easily get better. Yeah, just right now so. he's kind of frustrating. Yeah. Uh, something we got to talk about is how Horn went off for 27, 27 I mean, and 8 especially rebounds. For, especially right? for like a one-dimensional shooter. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, guy. my God. Yeah, you should you should clarify that. for uh, After the game, know. Bobby Hurley – no, sorry, Dan. Dan Hurley. That's his brother Bobby at Arizona State. Uh, Dan Hurley, just for some reason, he's like, yeah, we did a horrible job against Horn. He's a one-dimensional sh- – like for a one-dimensional shooter, let him get 27 points. And then uh, – uh, Tulsa Hop, thank you for posting it. He did the gif of Horn, just like one of the most beautiful post moves I've ever seen. The yeah. spin move he got against yep. the UConn guy. So good. And it's like, yeah, just a one. Like, he got him three levels at the rim, three point, and mid range. He, <laughs> he, he was getting UConn. And he's a one dimensional Yeah, shooter. literally the opposite of a one dimensional Yeah, shooter. no. He's, yeah. He has beautiful footwork. I, was, I think I said it in the game. He kind of looks like a 6'7 Lamarcus Aldridge out there. Might be an exaggeration. I might have just been really excited seeing him <laughs> drop 27, but he does kind of have a soft touch. I mean, it's pretty good so post moves. Out yeah, there. it is. It's the smoothest game of anybody on our team. Yeah, it was, it's kind it of the opposite right. of Ibano. Ibano is more of a bruiser in the post. Definitely a bruiser. And then Horn's more be able to take you a little farther away, take you off the dribble. Um, 
Doesn't finish. He's he is more of a shooter. Hurley's not completely wrong. He does shoot a lot. Yeah. But he also shooting forty one percent from three, <laughs> uh, taking a lot of threes. So he's good at it. That's why. So at this point, I mean, with, I mean, Karita seems like he's kind of in a slump right now. Um, and I'm not calling for him to be benched or anything. But if we started if we started Horn over Karita, even though they're pretty much very very different players, do you think that would the one issue the, the one issue is then you you have three front court players right. that he plays that's what I, that's what I'm thinking because I don't, that's, I don't, why, I don't that's wanna... why he's not going to start Horn because, yeah over Karita because it's just it then it's too much you have those guys together too much yeah. and you really it, as much as I mean our best I think we play our best when it's Jeffries and Horn out there yeah I do too and that's why like maybe if it's not Karita then the argument would be Igbanu right but then we then we're lacking the six ten guy uh, down there getting rebounds he's six like eight that, he's not so. six ten. Igbanu? Yeah. Really? He's 6'8". Yeah. It shows huh. against length. Totally had the 6'10 number in my head for some reason. That's Hewitt. That's, P- that's, Peter. Oh, that's, that's right. That's future superstar Peter Hewitt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we can talk about him uh, him later against UCF. He got in there, which is cool. Um, but yeah, so besides Horn kind of balling out and doing his thing, uh, the other big takeaway from the UConn game was the coaches getting thrown out of the game for no reason. I just completely forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was on uh, college game day. I turned it on for like a second. It was on like... Every news it was, it was top page of VS front page of VSPN. Yeah. yeah, no, it was everywhere. It was the weirdest thing. I thought that yeah. I mean if you talk you hear what the guys say after the game, both coaches, it didn't seem like they should be ejected. It's like I think what happened was Jeffries got called for a foul when it looked like he went straight up mm. and uh to contest a shot and Hake wasn't happy. He's like, How how can you call that a foul? And then Hurley, I think he said, um, they've been calling that on my guys all night. And then I think they kind of like exchanged words, but it wasn't anything like serious. Then they got double T's. Then Hurley tried to like shake his hand. It was kind of weird. You don't usually see that, but it wasn't like vicious or anything. Then another double T's again. It was because well, I think the double one happened because Hurley, yeah, you're right. Hurley was coming to shake his hand, but then the crowd saw the Hurley moving over towards Haith, and they just started getting so loud, like they thought something was about to go down. <laughs> the Tulsa players weren't helping because the whole time, like Joiner and Igbani yeah. were like, like yeah, like raising their yeah, hands, like just kind of like get pumped. Everybody, like we're not sure what's happening yeah. though, but we're all excited about <laughs> yeah. it for some reason. Um, then, yeah. then they had to get escorted out by police, which is weird, I guess, because they were taking so long. So the rest were like, finally, get these guys out of here. Oh, really? Yeah, the two police, police officers escorted each. I mean, they weren't going to do anything, but yeah. like, the, the rest were like, we got to continue the game. Um, it was I've never seen anything like it at a basketball game. It was definitely strange. Uh, yeah, both coaches were like, yeah, we have no idea why this happened. Haith was calling Hurley a friend after the game, like they've known each other for 15 yeah, cause, years. Yeah, because like used to recruit like his high school players. Yeah. Let me look. <laughs> let me look at this. I thought I noticed this. So Ken Palm. Ranks officials. Oh, really? Uh, oh, I remember that because we had uh, we had. I remember talking about this earlier. And so all three officials were top one hundred, including the highest one was twenty one. So that's a top. That's wow. A, that's a guy who'd be officiating in the NCAA tournament. Don't you think? If he's top, you would. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And the other two were sixty one and sixty six. So how many officials are there total? Three. No, no, no. Like in the oh, NCAA. Oh, that's a good question. Let me go. Because is top one hundred even like a good thing? <laughs> this is some pretty exciting stuff, guys. You, you know, you're not you're not listening to me scroll through Ken Palm's officials ranking page, and there are two hundred. So yeah, right. I'd say top top half, top fifty. Because yeah. it's weird. On percent, uh, I've just been seeing on Twitter like we we follow the Houston sports blog and Tulane sports blog and all these all these people. Um, in the last couple of weeks, it's just been so much hate on these refs. Uh. I think when it was Houston versus South Florida yesterday, 62 fouls were called in that game. And it, it was crazy. And so people are just people are getting on the refs a lot these days, but 
if the I don't know how they how they base their recruiting rankings. Do they go back and look at calls and judge them based on what actually happened or what? But yeah, it's weird to see. I don't know. You know, when you watch a game live, I get way too into it. And I just think that all refs are complete trash. But yeah. you think about it, they're not that bad. Like I only thought there was probably one bad call in the UCF game yesterday. Yeah, which is good. I mean, they're gonna miss something for sure. So it's I don't think the refs are that bad. They I think they just kind of overplayed their hand with the technicals. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't think they did a bad job officiating yeah. the UConn game. Like, I don't think there's any, like, egregious... Yeah, I didn't things. I didn't really catch it. Besides the besides kicking everybody out, the calls seemed like they were going both ways fairly, and, I, yeah, I don't have any real complaints there. Uh, but the problem, again, with going back into, like, game details was, um, like, we were up, like, 20, 20-something 20 at one point, right? I think 17. And, uh, 17 the and highest. And we lost by... We won by what, 6? 1 by 6, and it was... Um, like every week I feel like I say the same thing like oh it was late game heroics by the other team and it's never the code like I never put it on hate what did they uh, I, man I wish I, I wish it's hard I could, to say that now. I wish I could find these numbers I mean they shoot like 60% from three in the final two minutes yeah. every time yeah. it's like oh we make one out of two free throws yeah. they come down hit a three we got it once you know once is a, is a blip right freaking ten times this year is a is a trend yeah so something we're doing something very wrong <laughs> in the end of games yeah well, I think part of it's obviously go back to the Frank Haith offense of you get something good going, you know, you kind of play fast, but we get up, slows it down, and we kind of get out of our game. We're not a good, like, can anybody on our team really play iso ball? Like, I guess Igbana would be the best, and he's not that good. He turns the ball over a lot. Yeah, I, th- I don't think Igbana's the best at all with playing iso ball. Because, it, it, well, it's not Jeffrey's game. Yeah. Taplin I mean, can't at the we, rim right now. He's the one we always... Settle on to play ISO ball. But and, he's and not it's not working. It's, right. it's, it's, he's, exactly. It, it was, it was horrendous against OSU. Yeah. yeah. Oh my um, gosh. It didn't work in the end against UCF, but that wasn't really the situation. But like you know, and just Horn probably. Yeah, I guess Horn. Yeah. But I even mean, Horn's a catch. On... You got you gotta get sometimes. I mean, Horn's the best when he's catching shooting. Sometimes. Yeah, ISO ball. You gotta be quick. You know, if you're if you gotta beat your guy off the dribble, and Horn can do that certainly in in cases. But if it's just one on one with some guy, like who's our best one on one player? It's probably not Jariah Horn. No, it might be Jeffries. But he's yeah. also, but he's really good at it quick. Like yesterday in the UCF game, one I thought his best play was he was going up and he noticed nobody got back to the rim, so yeah. he beat this guy one on one and got that dunk. Yes, All right. So stuff like that we don't do in the end game we have a huge lead it's like okay like there might be a shot there don't take it Mm because if you miss it that's that's 20 seconds you know you gave them which i don't think we should do i think we should play within our game still and just the defense got tight i don't know what happens on defense either where they just get those threes dude i mean against uconn it wasn't even i mean there were threes but it was mostly jalen adams just mostly mostly it was just yeah he got to the rim every time like at will it was like I get not wanting to foul him, you know, because you're winning the game and you shouldn't foul him. But that, it was like untouched, almost a lot of the time uncontested layups. Well, it's because they had Ibano in there and he had four fouls. But it's like there's yeah. two minutes left. I mean, if you get, if you foul out, you foul out with two minutes left. That's not the worst thing in the world. Dry Horn can play the last two minutes. Yeah. I don't know. I will say the one adjust. I don't know whose adjustment it was, but it seems like an adjustment is how they're using Jeffries on defense, which is just like recently. I think the last two games. Look at the Connecticut one, um, but UCF was his best defensive game by far. For Jeffries? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so in the last two games, he has five blocks and two steals. <laughs> nice. So two yeah. blocks against UConn, three blocks against UCF. Dang. They're using this 6'5", just freak athlete as a rim protector, um, which is awesome, and I think it helps us, and 
When he gets shots up like that, one, it puts him closer to the rim, and I think it gets him more rebounds. He got nine mm-hmm. against uh, UCF, yeah. and then he had five yeah. against uh, UConn, and he might be him or Ibano, or one of those three are the best rebounders, but he's good. And I, I think it kind of like uh, it doesn't have chances for rebounds because he gets blocks. Right. So, and if he gets a block, he gets the ball, he gets in transition. Um, even if he doesn't score in transition, he kind of gets us down there. That's good. So. I don't know that 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 was a really like live, especially watching UConn. You see like whole like holy shit, the six ten guy's trying to dunk, yeah. and uh-huh. he's like, his not getting a run, his just standstill jump is really really impressive. Yeah, he can get up there. I mean, like he he got up with those six ten guys and got him at the rim. Even if he didn't oh, block, yeah. he contested for sure. Which not all like great athletes have. They sometimes they just need a running jump, but man, him his is like one jump is awesome. Yeah, and that's that's something that will translate to the next level, and just made me think guy could be really good yeah dude he uh so going into ucf like they've got you know taco fall he's seven whatever he's seven six or something one of the top 50 tallest people in yeah. the world and that guy he had a like a savage block on taco fall he got like, yeah yeah t- falls from behind kind of yeah dude yeah. it was awesome him yeah these last two games have really shown him and darian jackson are just really really good defenders yeah he's been jackson has been such a surprise i thought we had seen the end of him like four games ago, probably, because he was getting no minutes all of a sudden. And now, now he's come back and he's playing well. He's getting a lot of minutes. His minutes are going up. Uh, he's not take. He took one three against UCF just because, like you said, it was wide open. Um, but he's playing within himself. He's playing good basketball and provides a spark off the bench when we need it. So him and especially, I thought the last two games, Joiner from like the offensive rating perspective didn't have a great game against uh, UConn, but I thought he played really good defense and against Central Florida. He had a, the best play I thought was he had like an outlet pass. He got a rebound and just like chucked it down court for a transition hoop. Yes, right. Was it to Jeffries or I can't uh, remember who it was to against UCF. Yeah, I can't remember. And I mean, you rarely see Tulsa do that. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason, but like like stuff like that. It's like damn, like we need we need <laughs> stuff like that. If we struggle to score so much, we need easy baskets like that. Definitely. Um, yeah, that was that was a, one of the big things against UConn again was how quickly we were passing that ball all game. Just like so quick. No one was holding on to it for a long time, it seemed. And I remember one possession specifically, it was a fast break. And it was pretty much, we got a rebound. We were in transition offense mode. There was one pass to Jeffries, who then, or maybe, I think maybe it was guard. I don't remember. One pass to whoever, and then one immediately. He took like one step with the ball. Immediately passed to Igbanu, fast breaking down the middle of the line. He dunked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that yeah, was yeah. that was beautiful, man. I like you can't do it any better than that. Not not holding on to the ball, not trying to do it yourself, but totally unselfish, fast basketball. It was great. Yeah, really. Our bench has been playing great. Um, yeah, what were the? Can you say those numbers again on how they were doing compared to our starters? Oh yeah. So from offensive defensive rating, let's take this stat for this. Uh, against UConn, our starters did play well. Um, but our bench played this great too. Uh, especially Dry Horn really carried them, but Jackson again, then mm-hmm. Joiner. Um, really, I'd, I'd focus on those three guys because I think right now, in these short in this small sample size, there are three bench guys with a little bit of Chris Barnes and Peter Hewitt. Mm-hmm. Um, but against UCF, our bench just way outplayed our starters, yeah, except for weird. Jeffries and Scott. Um, Joiner, second best player in that game. 112 offensive rating, 88 defensive rating. And then our three of our starters, the ones that struggled, Taplin, Karita, and Igbanu, 85 offensive rating for Taplin, 45 for Karita, really bad. His worst game of the year, probably. 82 for Igbanu, 
Um, then Taplin and Krita both had over 100 uh, defensive rating, while all of our bench players had nine year under. <laughs> yeah. So really, wow. Bennett Bonham had 95. So those three main bench guys, Horn had the best defensive rating, followed by Joyner, then Jackson and Jeffries were tied. So, I mean, I think it, you watch it, Horn, not as much, but I think he's a really solid defender. Yeah. But Jackson and Joyner, they bring like that energy, they bring that spark. Definitely. It's clear. Uh, so, I don't know, man. Those guys, it just seems. I'm not saying to like bench anybody right now, but it's just like our bench is doing major contributions. And for somebody like Karita, he can kind of, for all the good things we think he does, because he kind of is passive in a yeah. way, he can kind of just blend in and be a nothing sometimes, which sucks. Yeah, I think passive is a good word for Karita. Like he's, he's never like the guy making plays happen. He enables a lot of plays to happen, I think, with how smoothly he moves the ball around and kind of he's always in the right place at the right time. But he's not the guy that's sparking that to happen. It's The more guys you have that can spark plays, the more points you're going to score. And so I, I understand his role on the team. And he for the season as a whole, he's done a great job. But, man, these last couple of games, it's been, it's been a little bit rough. Yeah, especially if his shot's not falling. His made, he, I mean, he's a catch-and-shoot guy. Yep. He can do a little bit uh, passing-wise and kind of taking one dribble in and maybe in layups and floaters. But if his shot's not falling, it's really hard for him to be kind of a plus on offense. Mm-hmm. And really on defense, he's a system guy. Yeah. He's not going to be a one-on-one guy. Totally. Um, he's kind of, he, he can be a liability sometimes on defense. Uh, but you, it's weird, though, especially with UConn, you'd think his a quick passing style, that's, Karita is one of the best at that. Yeah, for sure. But it really he he really hasn't been recently, which is weird. Hopefully he can pick it up again. Um, I don't know if you I don't think you bench him. I don't I don't my question is, do we bring in a different starter, like Joyner or probably not Horn, I'd say Joyner or Jackson. Yeah. To kind of switch the bring an energy to the starting lineup. Right. Because as much like Scott's playing better now, but him and Karita and Taplin are kind of his slow pokes. It yeah, feels like for, I know. for guards. For sure. And I don't know if you bring in Jackson or if you bring in Jackson, that's another shooting guy who can't shoot, so that hurts. But if you bring in Joyner, more energy, I don't know. Yeah, so like coming back to almost all year we've been talking about what if Joyner was in the starting rotation. And so if he took if he takes over for Karita, you know, then we're back to the issue of, you know, we don't have a break for Taplin really. Uh, but Taflin's been way down recently, too. You know, um, He's finally started scoring a little bit, but his season has not, I don't think, really altogether been better, and he's not been the clutch guy we need him to be see the end of the UCF game. Uh, so I don't know. If we, if we if we bench Corita and bring in somebody else, like I don't see it really being a, a huge negative, right? Because I think Joyner would be better as a starter. Um, he already gets more minutes, I think, on average than Corita does. So I don't know. I could see it, but I don't know if Haith is going to pull the trigger that quick on something like that. Because it seems like we've settled on the starters. But like, should we settle? Because we're not. I mean, we're I've, two and four to yeah. start the conference play. I if mean, I were the coach, I would. I would have Joiner in there. I like just the energy. You know, it, it makes a real difference having somebody who can play quick and gets the crowd into it all the time, and then when we're away, can get the team hyped up. You know, when I mean, the team yeah, he wants the team to fight down. everybody. It's I know, man. Like he was going after Taco Fall. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, I mean. Maybe a bad thing, but I think it fires up the team. I don't think he crosses a line, yeah. so I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah, I would love to see it. Um, having both those guys in there at the same time, Taplin and Joyner, uh, that'd be. I think it'd be a good thing, and maybe it would fire they up. They play well Taplin together. It's not like it's, I don't know. Joyner plays well off the ball. Yeah, and I get the rest thing. Like, he gives Taplin a rest, but like at this point, you're in shape for the season. <laughs> like, you should, you should be ready to go. You should be able to play these minutes. 
Yeah, I just think, it just seems like we need a spark. Yeah. Um, and I mean, would we be saying this if we beat UCF? I don't know. Because yeah. I mean, that's like Probably a not. <laughs> that's like a change, and it's like two two games that we blew. Yeah. It, that would be tier A wins according to Ken Palm, and big for our resume. Um. So. Yeah, and it's so easy to say, like, right after that UCF game, when it was on Taplin, like, he was in position to make the play to bring us into overtime or to win that game. And so, he, since he didn't make it happen, it's so easy to say, you know, oh, bench him. You know, but, start I mean, somebody he also else. went three for five from three that game, so it's like, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, he actually had, a, like, a pretty good game in general. One of his better games of the year, I Yeah, think. yeah. The, the, turnovers, um, the, the turnovers were the only bad part. Yeah, and turnovers have plagued him all year, which, yeah. is, a, which is disappointing. Um but I don't think I don't think we're at the point where he can where he can bench tap, like he maybe he doesn't have that killer instinct at the end of the game like you want. Um, but man, he we were in we were in position to win that game. Like Haith didn't call the timeout at the end, which is a questionable decision. But even so, well, yeah, no, let's talk about that. Yeah, the the not timeout, the not timeout because the one thing you can say about Haith this year, like I feel like his best thing he's done is out of timeout plays. Yes, definitely. And you get to that situation like. My one thinking would be, we have struggled sometimes with inbounds, like five seconds. I think we've had like two or three this year, and we get close. Maybe he's thinking, we don't have another timeout. If we get a five seconds call, what are we going to do? Yeah, it's basically game. But like, I I, I understand for some teams, like the theory of, hey, like, we got got momentum, like, let's just like let the guys play. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that fits our team. I think, especially your best player that game, Daquan Jeffries... I don't know. Can you get him the ball faster if you go out of the timeout? Like we did, like the last out of the timeout play was the straight to Jeffries. He got fouled, two free throws. Right. I feel like it'd be easier to get him the ball that way than trying to get Taplin to get him the ball with the ten seconds. Yeah, you know, you'd think so. And I so, don't. Yeah. I I think I think the timeout should have been called. I, mean, I think so too. I mean, the argument against it is that, um, like, it kind of worked. Like, we got in a good position with Taplin. And, he made, he, and he made a bad decision. He just made the bad call. But, yeah. like, we were in we were in position there in the middle of the lane. Taplin could, like, he was open enough to put a shot up. It would have been challenged, but he was there. And he was open enough to, like, a lob to Jeffries could have been there, right, for a dunk. Maybe. Um, Jeff, there's a guy there on Jeffries. I don't know about that. There was that. a guy there, but he was kind of on his hip, right? So I think he, I think he mm. would have had a shot at, at a lob. Um, which is a risk, like the lob is maybe the riskiest pass to make. But what Taplin did was got to the middle of the lane, I think hadn't made up his mind on what was going to happen there since we didn't call a timeout, right? So we didn't have time to think about what the, what the move was. And so he got there, kind of did like a weird little jump bounce pass. Like he jumped up and then bounce passed yeah. it. And it was low. It basically hit his feet, hit, hit Jeffrey's feet. Um, and he couldn't get the ball. It went out of bounds uh, and was UCF ball. But the argument that we would have had a better shot to win that game is tough to make just because we had a great we were in position um at the end of the game to do something it just didn't work uh, but i can see it either way you know so two and four in conference what, what do we have 12 games left yes in conference is there anything going forward like a change or even like a small thing you see us doing that you want to like you think we should emphasize and would really help us I mean, be a top four team in the conference and maybe get a couple of big wins to at least make us a bubble. We're not even close to the bubble right now, let's yeah, be know, honest. Right. So to even like make us a bubble team? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is somehow we got to figure out how to keep a lead. And that's that's been the issue all year. And we like we've had double-digit leads over the last two games. So we had double-digit leads over UCF. We were up by 15 or 20 or something early. And then we had 
and we were up by nine at halftime. And then against UConn, same way, we were up big pretty much all game. And every like we don't have blowout wins for the most part. So if we can figure out that part of it, I know that's a big question to answer. Uh, but that's like, been a, that's been. A is there anything issue. you think we can do to figure that part out? Like, I mean, I just think we stop playing our real game. Like when we were playing, yeah, normal speed and fast. Like even if, the faster we go, I feel like the more engaged the team gets and the better we play for the most part. And at least the very few times we've played fast this season, it's only almost all, only been a good thing. And if we play faster, well, I think we maybe stretch the rotation a little, but it kind of plays to the strengths. And hides the weaknesses of some of our lesser guys, like Jackson and Barnes. Yeah. Like Bar, if we play fast, Barnes is very playable. Yeah. Like okay, here's here's something we could actually do. Like we play enough guys with now that we're even playing Barnes and Jackson a lot, who are really quick. Why don't we press more often? We never do a full court press. Hardly. I don't know if we have really for more than a couple possessions all season. So why don't we press more often since we play all these guys? And then people get tired. That's fine. We have a whole bench to swap them out. I think I saw Tulsa Hob talking about it where. Usually when you're like kind of a team like a school like us, mid-major, maybe above mid-major, whatever you think of the American, um, you don't always have like you don't have top tier talent, and usually you got to make up that coaching. Yeah. And like so like game plan like you kind of have to have the, you have to the thing that sets you apart, you know. Right. And a lot of times it's speed or three point shooting, and I feel uh-huh. like we we play like Virginia, right? But Virginia's <laughs> got NBA talent, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we need kind of something to. We need a style and like a, something we're very good at that kind of sets us apart and makes us really hard to game plan for. And I don't know if, like, hate doesn't bring that to the table. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really have a defining factor on the team. Like, <laughs> Daquan Jeffries is our, is our defining factor. And so we try to build our game around him, which I guess I guess he plays better in a slower system, maybe? No, 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 no. He's he's in, in transition. Think about think about every yeah, disgusting Jeffries dunk. I know, plays, I agree. He, and even in this game, like not that like the one like the, my favorite play when he brought the ball to the court, noticed a weakness, attacked the rim right away. Yeah. That's not slow. Hey, I right. think he plays. He needs space and quickness. I think he plays better than that. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm just trying to think of why we play the slow rotation or like the slow system. Is it just his style? He's just stuck in that style, or what is it? Maybe cause, maybe he thinks it minimizes mistakes because when you do play fast, it's going to lead to more turnovers. Yeah. But when we played so against Cincinnati at 22 <laughs> turnovers. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's I mean, like, I'm all for the fast-paced game. Like, we had a fast-paced game when Danny Manning was here. That was successful. When we played Nevada this year, they are a super fast-playing team. We, when we played up to their speed, we put up 90, 80-something 80, 80 points. Yeah. 88, I think, was our second-highest-scoring game. We played fast all game against UConn. We put up a ton of points, and we're winning by a lot that whole game. And then we slowed it down at the end. They came back, right? So, I'd like to see us play faster. I don't know if that's in the cards uh, this year but or ever with Haith, but... Well, um, I'd like to see well, if, well, next year it should be because we're bringing in the best prospect in Tulsa history. Yeah, George Christopoulos. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot about George. Oh uh, my gosh, that would be fun. And is from our intel on the team, uh, George just whips crazy passes all over the place and just like amazing. What do you say, like best passer on the team for even for like a freshman? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it just on what we've heard. It's like a retro, yeah. Uh, but like that's just in practice, you know. So yeah, does he yeah, pull yeah. those off in, in real games? Who that's. But also, debate. you look at next year's team. We're gonna be a guard heavy team again. Like you bring in Isaiah. Isn't Isaiah Hill coming next yeah. year? Yeah. Him, George, but then Joiner, Jackson, Barnes. So that's five guards. Probably like I mean, and who who we have on is our big rotation: Igbanio, Horn, Falcon, and uh, maybe Reggie Robinson. Yeah, I mean, next year's guy. Not Reggie Robinson. What's that guy's name? He's a he's uh, a he's, he's a transfer. 
Yeah, Reggie, Reggie Jones. Reggie Jones, yeah. yeah Reggie right. Robinson is a cornerback for the football yeah, team. Right. It's got all the makeup of a fast team next year. Right? We're losing our slowest point. Like, our slowest guard on the team is Taplin. He's yeah. gone, right? Which is a good and bad thing, I think. There's arguments for both. We're losing Jeffries, which is only a negative. It's, yeah, that that's going to be the... I think... Not because I don't think Taplin's bad, just because we have so many guards behind him. Yeah. I think Taplin won't be that big of a loss, but obviously replacing Jeffrey's game, Jeffrey's defense, I think will be the hardest oh, thing yeah. to replace. Yep. I think Horn can take his scoring. Yeah, same. Yeah, so, but that'll be interesting. I guess stick to this season, though. Yeah, I, if realistically, I think the only way to be an at-large team is to win out to the tournament. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I think we can afford... So we're at seven losses right now? I think two is the most two, we can afford. It'd be tough. Yeah. I think like we'd be, ten I, losses, I don't think we'd get in. It's, I would be, we'd be really close, I think, if we were, if we were 20 and 10. But... And then, yeah. and then make, like, the finals of the tournament. I think if we... Yeah. I think we in the year 23 and 7, mm-hmm. we'd I mean, be, like, a oh, 10 seed. We, I don't know, 23 and seven. If we're on a, because they take streaks mm. into account too, going into the tournament. So if you're on yeah. fire and we win the conference tournament, like I think we'd be up in the seven range. Maybe, but like, so this is like a big if. We still got to play Cincinnati at Cincinnati at Temple. We play Houston at home. Yeah. I mean, I, yes, a lot of our tough games are behind us, but we definitely need to go. I feel like every year Hayes kind of had a streak. Yeah, he has. Except for the one really bad year after all the guys left. Mm. Um, so last year they had like a six to seven game winning streak before they lost Cincinnati. Yep. His first year they won like fourteen in a row. Yeah. In a weak conference, but still. Um, so yeah, I think let's have that streak right now. Yeah, I mean we we're playing well enough. Like we're beating these good teams. Like I mean, we're leading them late in games, and so we have the the ability on the team to play with all these guys and win these games. We just got to close the deal. Yeah, but like in the, I don't have faith, not to not to plug my own stupid segment, but I don't have faith to do that because he's been coaching no. for like fifteen years. I know, yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's like I don't know. You know, uh, what's Peter want you to say? Teach an old something new tricks. I don't know if it's politically correct to say oh. old horse new tricks, but <laughs> yeah. are we gonna teach an or old dog new tricks? Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's hard to. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. It's hard to see. Hey, like changing <laughs> for anything right unless like i don't know we dress like matt up as like an angel and like somehow find frankie's home <laughs> and put him out like outside frank frank <laughs> i've come to the come lord on. has sent me to tell you to play faster more minutes for jariah horn yeah, right. pick and roll might work press yeah frank i don't know you know Something's got to change, you know. Otherwise, I, yeah, like there's no way we go on, we go out, we win out the season. No, I, I just can't see it. We're just and we don't play well in conference tournaments. We never, we haven't under Haith. Yeah, uh, the last time we obviously did was with Manning's last year. Mm-hmm. So it's a huge stretch to say we're gonna win, like you know, get in as a as a tournament champion. Right. And I do have like I, I put this on Twitter too. I have a little bit more faith um, in our conference championship hopes, like. Previously, I think I said I had a zero percent chance. Like we have no no chance to win the conference tournament just based on how we play on the road. It's been so bad. Uh, but after this UCF game, clearly like bad game. Like we lost by two, you know. But easily, hands down, best road performance by far. Yeah. No. E- yeah. So that I was agree. that was actually encouraging. That part of it. It um, was encouraging, but at the same time, 
it's a little late for encouraging losses. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's kind of we're getting to that time where it's uh, right. oh, we're still one thirty one in Ken Palm. Yeah, how are we ever gonna <laughs> get? How are we gonna jump eighty spots? Yeah. I know. It's, you know, you got to be top fifty at least. I feel like to make the tournament realistically, mm-hmm. except for the one year we made the tournament. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what we were in Ken Palm that year. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. Um, be awesome to win out. Oh, I just, good thing I, I have the page happening. open right now. Uh, we ended the year at sixty five. So we were a little uh, at the top 50. Oh, yeah. Uh, something I wanted to ask you, because I can't remember why this happened. Um, Kern Scott only had 16 points against, or not 16 points, 16 minutes against DCF. Uh, and I don't remember, was he in some kind of foul trouble as well? Or what was the deal there? Do you remember that? Uh, I think they were just given more time to Jackson. I think Jackson I was playing so. well. And Jackson's yeah. defense is really good against, uh, whenever they threw the ball inside, like, I mean, Fall got like 12 points, but he'd be really good at kind of pressuring the those guys. Yeah. So I think Jackson's playing better. Scott didn't even have a bad game. Two for two from three. I mean, obviously that huge three at the end. Yeah, dude. That brought us, us the, he, he kept us alive late in that game. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, Scott's shooting minutes. 39% from three now. That's good to see. He's kind of, his shot's coming back. And I think, so I thought Scott was shooting good free throws. He's not. He's shooting really good three-pointers. He's 62% in conference, which is second so far. Dang. But what are we, six games in? And he's only taking 16. So he should take more. So that's only about two per game. Uh, maybe it's less minutes, but I think he, I think Kern Scott, the most effective form of Kern Scott is five to six threes a game. It seems like it, man. He's been, yeah, he's really been turning it on. Because I remember all three of us were kind of losing faith in Kern Scott, and I had been, the, I think, the highest on him. Uh, I was probably the lowest by yeah. far. Yeah. And so even I was coming down on him uh, in the last couple of games. But yeah, he's kind of he's kind of flipped it around a little bit and taken over where where Lawson Carita has declined a little bit. I yeah, Carita's shot's not there. We, yeah, I think. Faster and good shooters take so Horn, Jeffries, Scott. We do. I mean, so I feel like we have a bunch of like at least mediocre shooters. Like I like Joiner shoot shooting. I like Taplin shooting, but they're not like they're kind of like low thirties, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably I'd say Scott, Jeffries, uh, Horn. It'd be nice to see them make some threes, even though Jeffries a little bit of a cold spell. You just don't notice it because he's playing really well in every other part right. of the game. Yep. Absolutely, he has been in a in a call. one of four against UCF from three, and I don't think see. he made one against UConn. UConn, yeah, let's check. He was I didn't even take one. Zero for zero. Yeah. Uh, last note we'll touch on against UConn, just a fun one, was that Peter Hewitt got to get in there, played five minutes. Hey, UCF. Uh, that's what I meant. Yeah, against yeah. UCF. So it was because Horn got two fouls early. And bonded it too. Both of them. Yep. Dang. So yeah, that's so. We had to have uh, our third big man, or really fourth, because um, Falakun was out that game with injury. Yes, I don't know a... how long he's planning on being. I mean, he's in a boot, so I feel I like it's going to be a bit. Um, so yeah, we got to see some Peter Hewitt for the first time since the second game of the year against South Carolina State. He played for five minutes. Um, didn't do. Actually, I think he, he had, had a steal. steal. He had a steal. Yeah, he, he had, had a steal. steal. I remember that. That was awesome. He I had was a pretty like, good rebound too. I was like, it was, it was like a grown man rebound. So he didn't play horrible. Not great. Yeah. It was kind of nice to see they just didn't try to force the ball in the post of Peter Hewitt. Yeah. Because right. usually you bring in a big uh, guy. Yep. Like Falcon forcing the ball. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we are. Let's go to previews for next week. So. We are got another away game, our second one in a row here. We're playing Cincinnati on Thursday at six o'clock, and let's see. We last time we played them, that's the overtime loss. Yes. So well, let's see. That'll be that'll be tough because if we can't get them at home, <laughs> I don't know how much confidence I have in getting them on the road. You know. Well, I like to see. I think there's some serious like kind of bad blood between Jeffries and Cumberland. 
they're kind of going at each other last game. They yeah, got a double that's technical, true. and right. Cumberland was kind of talking some uh, shit. And I guess it was the right call, but you know, because he uh, drew the charge against Jeffries in transition, then got Jeffries to foul him to foul out. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. And Cumberland was kind of annoying the whole game, just from the stands. I, I, completely biased, let's be honest. <laughs> um, so I watched this is the one live game I've seen him. I don't know if he's in a mood or whatever, but so it seemed like there's something there. So maybe Jeffries takes this one personal. Yeah, but see, like, Jeffries is so quiet, I can't see him taking that kind of yeah, emotion that guy, into the game. Cumberland kind of talks a lot, and that kind of, you know when you're <laughs> a quiet guy and you get somebody who's just a loud, like a loudmouth talker? Yeah, kinda, that's true. It just kind of pisses you off. Yeah. And I, I, Jeffries has played a little more fire recently. Yeah. So you can tell on the defense. I think... Oh, yeah. He was... He I'd say look out for a Jeffries game. And also, maybe... N- Maybe a, like a bounce-back game for Taplin, especially since he could not play against Cincinnati at Cincinnati last year. He got hurt. Oh, did he? Yep. Because we were, we were on a win streak, and we go to Cincinnati, and then our starting point guy got oh. hurt. Mm. Joyner still played well in his place, but mainly, though, let's look for Jeffries. I think he's going to kind of... I think he wants revenge for that overtime. Yeah. Because he was playing pretty well until he fouled out. Uh, and let's see, also, it's... Let's be honest. Cincinnati just completely destroyed Igbanu. Yeah, like they took him out. Right. Um, so let's see, can Horn have a bounce back game after going twenty seven and four the next game? Right. Uh, maybe get back to at least double digit scoring because really he had three games in a row really good. This Tulsa played bad um, before the four point game against UCF, and I think we will see more Horn in this game because Igbanu just was not effective against Cincinnati. Yeah, and it, Horn just couldn't get into his rhythm, it felt like, because of those early fouls, and then he came back in and just couldn't find it again, it seemed like. So I think he will have one. Um, I am ex- I'm interested to see how Taflin does this game, because overall, you know, he's been down all year, but his last, like, he had 11 points at UConn, and then now 14, and had shot well from the field, 3 of 5 from 3 against UCF, and 5, or 4 of 9 total. So, I mean, obviously, three-point shooting against Cincinnati was not our problem. Can yeah. we make a two-point bucket? Yeah, right. Because we're not going to shoot 62% no. again. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to, let's say we get 40% on, like, 20 attempts. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, I'd like more attempts. But let's see. Can't, I mean, Cincinnati is such a good defensive team. It's going to be really hard to get in transition against them. So I don't know if we're going to see our uh, our wants and needs fulfilled this game just because Cincinnati does not do that. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a tough game. I think we need a dominant performance from uh jeffries to pull it out yeah we'll see um i I think you're right i think it's going to be a jeffries game somebody's going to have to step up big because winning at cincinnati is going to be tough they're probably i mean do you think they're number two in the conference right now still or yeah they they looked they've looked better than ucf so far i I think so i thought so too people are still saying ucf is the second best at this point um uh, because of the East Carolina loss that you know they beat Cincinnati. Yeah, um, but then then UCF lost to Wichita. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and I, I don't know which UCF kind of. I feel like if you have a good coach, they're they're easier to game plan against than Cincinnati. Yeah, it's just, yeah they're kind of. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of weird. I feel like they might be better without fall. <laughs> it definitely seemed like it. It seems it seems like the energy, like Brown is yeah. just because Fall has his trouble moving. He play, I mean, yeah. he's a big guy. It's understandable, but it seems like if you got Brown in there, he brings a lot more energy, a lot more athletic. He might be better with uh, Colin Smith in the front court. Yeah, and Fall. I mean, Fall it definitely seemed like they played better without Fall in there against, he, against he, us. He eats up. He eats up a huge portion. So yeah. like B J Taylor and their other guards can't drive. Yeah, we contained him surprisingly well. Like how many points did he have? 
He had 12. He had 12. So he had, had like four Miles turnovers, in didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Um, and only six rebounds, four of them offensive. So, and he can't shoot free throws well. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, interesting. It, it, you see that a lot sometimes with centers. I mean, like us and Ibano. When they play right. well, cause I never get the whole thing. You got to give his big man his touches. Yeah, it's like earn the touches. Yeah, I know. play well, earn them, and like do something with them when you get it inside. Yeah. Uh, no need to get back on that soapbox. All right, so we got Cincinnati on Thursday. That's going to be a tough one. Uh, what do you think the score is of that game? I'm going to go on a limb. I think we win. Wow. All right. Cool. 75 to 68. Wow, 75-68 is a big win too. Uh, I'm not nearly as confident as you against um, Cincy on the road. I think we lose that one 71 to 62. I think so. The big thing of the SMU game is we didn't have that much rest. That's so, true. Yeah, so we got we're, we're going to have a huge rest for the Cincinnati game. That's a good point. Um, so that won't be an issue on the road. They do as well, though. That's I, th- I don't think that's really as big of an issue. It's just like we were tired. So that will help. And I really think Jeffries does not like Cumberland. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I, mean, I, I think 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 motivated. Dude, if, we, if Jeffries comes out on fire, like pissed off, and kind of imposing his will on that game, he can make such a big impact that way. Man, I'd love to see it. So we'll see. We'll see. That'll be that'll be a fun game within the game thing to watch. Now on to Houston, which I think is kind of so far been obviously the best team. Yeah, in the conference. But we are home against them this time, and that's on Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, so we got a two day, two full days of break after Cincinnati game. So Cincinnati's on Thursday. We got Friday and Saturday off. Then we're back at home. They're number twenty one right now. We'll see what they are on Monday. Uh, but yeah, they're they're gonna be tough. They seem to have answers at every position. If one of their guys is down, they have some backup that's almost equally as good. So they're they're gonna be tough to stop. We do play way better at home. Did we lose to them by fifteen the first game? Uh, I think it was eighteen. Eighteen. I think yeah, it's like seventy four, so. fifty six. It's just tough, man. Like Corey Davis Jr. has been their best player all of a sudden this year. He was not supposed to be at the beginning of the season. Armani Brooks has been pretty much as good as advertised. Corey Davis Jr. is just even better this year. I mean, they have four really good. Galen Robinson is really, really Jero. good. Jero, yeah, Jero comes off the bench and is really, really good. Uh, so like Jero might be the most talented of them, and he's like the fourth best right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it in in Jero. I, mean, I, I, I know he, why you're saying it. He's can, so lanky, and he can do everything except shoot well. Like he's 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 the best defender of the three or the four. That's probably true. Um, and he's a really good passer, and he gets to the lane pretty well. Yeah, it's a good but point. yeah, but but Davis, the thing that separates Davis and Brooks is their shooters. Yeah, right. But they're a little, like, Davis is definitely undersized for a shooting guard. They've just got people everywhere, man. So, I don't know. Like, I want to say we can win. We can beat them at home. But, like, this is the, this is the best team we're, we play all year. So. <laughs> I think we win 81-75. to 75. Against Houston? Yep. We can go undefeated this, this week? I think we go undefeated this week. You I think it. a lot of it is dependent on what happens at Cincinnati. Like, if we just get blown out by Cincinnati, I, I think that's going to be bad for the year i think we fall apart after that for a little bit but if we can beat them all of a sudden we've got some more confidence and we're coming home after that then we might get that win i mean my prediction just being real i don't think we win that game i think it'll be close at home um i'll give that one i think hopefully we can play fast against them but i'll say 75 72 we lose that but i hope we win like i think we got a shot at it i don't think it's unrealistic to say that we win that game but they're just so good. Maybe maybe we can step up and stop them. Yeah, I mean that's I get it, but I think I think 
At some point, you got to turn the corner. Part of it's just me hoping, but if they don't do it this week, they're not making the tournament. Yeah, no, I think so. This is a big time week. The end of the it's kind of the end of the gauntlet that we talked about two weeks ago. You go two and six in that gauntlet. That's not a tournament team. I know that is very bad. It's a bad sign. Uh, So we'll see. This is huge. Probably the most anticipated week of the year. Uh, So we'll see how we how Tulsa does. All right, Uh, Matt is out, so we don't have a mass depressing style of the week this week. Um, I couldn't really find a tweet I thought stood out, so I'm gonna pass on having a tweet of the week. I spent a good while looking for one that I thought encapsulated the week. Um, but I couldn't really find one. I did really like Tulsa Hop's tweet that we talked about earlier, though. That was a good one. What is this shit in on Danny Hurley? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you have an updated Faith and Haith meter? I mean, it's down, because I think yeah. even though we played good this week, I don't think it was because of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Um, and I think there's some blunders against the lake. Once again, it's blown leads and not calling time out there. I, 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 Are you back at preseason Haith levels? Basically. I think, Gosh. I mean, it's not like, it's not like I don't think he's like horrible, but like, yeah, it's it's Tulsa. So we don't exactly get the best coaches or whatever, but like, yeah, I think, I don't think he's done anything to change that. Yeah. He's just, a, he's just an average coach. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's just... all there is to it. He's not bad, you know, uh, but he's not going to take us. Um, I don't think we get back to the NCAA tournament with him as, as the head coach. No, and I kind of saw an interesting thing, not to just give so much love to Tulsa Hop, but he's talking about how we have so much JUCO guys. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get continuity, and he's really good at recruiting JUCO, but, like, yeah, we don't always seem to have the best chemistry. Yeah. When we bring in all these new guys every year. That's true, man. It's uh, tough. And we don't have, like, they don't have, like, four years to develop together. Ugh. Yeah, it's just it's bleak. <laughs> it's it's real bleak. He's got a big opportunity to, to give you some new flavor. Like, so... Yeah, I can't. That that's how low it is. Yeah, I'm just. Well, maybe maybe we'll get it done this week. He can come back feeling better. Hopefully. All right. Uh, let's see. Moving on, we've got Tulsa men's tennis beat number fourteen TCU, forty-two. Nice. First time we've beaten TCU since twenty fourteen. The highest ranked win uh, we've had as a team since January twentieth of twenty seventeen. So that's really awesome. Congrats, to Tulsa men's tennis. They're having a good year, three and one on the season now. So hopefully they can keep that up. That's awesome. Beating number 14 this early on, pretty cool. Also, the as recording this, the Rams just made a Super Bowl, so that <laughs> f***ing sucks. We're both from St. Louis, and Stan Kroenke is a giant oh piece God. of That is the worst. Don't shop at Walmart. They were, uh, they were losing. They were, and they came back and Greg the Leg, one is of my overtime? favorite St. Louis Rams kicker, yeah, in overtime, won it. Uh, yeah, Greg the Leg. God. All right. Uh, we will call it right there. Pretty good time too. Just under an hour. For some reason, yeah. Update of Matt. He's drunk and didn't have his phone, so he didn't talk to us all day. Oh, we didn't even say what he was doing. <laughs> he's in Cancun. Yeah, he's in Mexico, uh, living life, uh, doing his thing. Not sure with family, I guess. But hope you're having fun, Matt. Hope you listen to this and enjoy the the Golden Hurricast. All right. If you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could throw us a rating or leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. And if you have a question about Tulsa Sports or for us or anything you want us to talk about on the show, we are at Golden Hurricast on Twitter, or you can email us at thegoldenhurricast at gmail.com. As usual, remember to subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Stay golden. Hurricast.
ました